Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. Hello and welcome to the part two of the player reviews on the NRL Bulldogs Fans Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm joined by Matt. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. The season's coming to an end, um, which is quite sad, but the games are getting pretty good. Hey, yeah, before we jump into the Bulldogs news, and we did it last week, we just had a little briefing about finals. There's only two games on the weekend. Yeah. Panthers and Eels, eh? What a game. Drop. <laughs> like, oh, my uh, goodness, all the drama as well. Uh, the the lot, trainer, the... Lowest scoring game of the year. Um, and one of the most entertaining games of the year. Couldn't uh, I... take my eyes off the screen in the second half. What a what an out and out finals game, um, very entertaining and uh, something that we desperately needed after Friday night football, unfortunately. Well, before I just a quick touch up on the Friday night, uh, the Panthers Eels. I didn't know about you. I thought Eels were going to just steal it at the end until you know until that trainer scandal thing happened and kind of derailed like a bit of momentum. It felt like the Eels were getting the better of it the last ten minutes, and I thought they're going to st- get a try at the end and win the game. And then the trainer thing happened and. It didn't. Yeah, I've had it a seemed that way, but it seemed it that way. But at the same time, um, the 15 minutes before that 10 minute period, it was all pillar for they couldn't score either. So, who knows what would have been? Yeah, no. But all it was was an exciting game, and I'm just glad Penrith won. Um, personally, you know, being a Bulldogs fan, I think it was pretty straightforward. Uh, the, quick, we'll go quickly. Manly versus Roosters. Manly. Uh, Ryan Girdler called them the flat track bullies. Uh, mm. Knocked out the injured. Uh, Roosters Brigade, which left Josh Morris's career to come to an end, uh, which is what a career that Jay Moles has had, where we think we've spoken about like 10 times this year on the podcast with the Morris boys, how good they've been uh, to it. But um, it didn't shock me that game, actually, because I felt, um, you know, a team who goes into it, kind of remember the Cowboys a few years ago who had those injuries and was just playing very brave. They usually get knocked out pretty – it just – Felt like, you know, a team that has injury concerns or suspension concerns go up against a, a, a quality side eventually. They just get knocked out in yeah. a big way. But kudos well, on the Roosters, though. Yeah, good season. Very good season under the circumstances of the Roosters. And I'm looking forward to seeing Manly get knocked out this week. Um, hate for them to be in the grand final. Um, yeah, so got the, got the games coming up this weekend as well, which should, mm. be, which should be a must-watch. They definitely will be. Um, but also, if you really want to watch a touching uh, speech, what, uh, go to your, the Rooster social media page. Uh, they had a Josh Morris giving a touching speech to Brett. Uh, Brett gives a very nice speech to Josh, and then they ask Josh to give it to Brett. Uh, obviously, you can see Brett's been well prepared of retirement and been there for a little bit now, I suppose, a couple of months. Uh, Josh just freshly retired. Um, gives a very touching speech, and it definitely uh, you might you might want to bring After some pictures with you. I have to go back and watch it. Um, tell you what, though, I'm liking Sam Walker less and less every game I watch him. Almost <laughs> every game I watch him, mate. To take the the penalty, I know your season was over, but to take the penalty tap and just boot the ball dead, or over the sideline rather, um, at the end and not even try to get some more points on the board is pretty. Um, I thought it was poor, but also it was pretty surprising. Uh, Tedesco didn't like it. He blew up no, about it. No, because um, I actually saw that. Thank you. Yeah. That reminded me. Yes. Um, but surprising because he tried to take a quick tap. He mm. wasn't allowed to take a quick tap, so he went back, tapped it, and booted over the sideline. Um, like, totally small things, but that, along with um, what he did against us as well, seems to be a, an attitude issue possibly there. But let's get into some Bulldog news, Scotty. Only a couple of pieces of news since last week. 
So we'll start nice and positive. Uh, the person who I thought should have been Rookie of the Year, I think most people <laughs> thought it should have been Rookie of the Year, the uh, Bulldogs Awards night. Aaron Shop uh, agrees to a, a three-year contract extension. What a season for Aaron. Um, you could look at our meters. Uh, we've been posting some uh, fun stats, uh, top tries, try assist, meters, meter eaters uh, this year, and Aaron Shop's in the top five for meters, and you've got to put in consideration here didn't start the season and he also missed a game in the middle of the year and to still be in the top five, you know, he gives it his all. And we've, I've put similarities to J-Moz. Uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about him a bit more later in the episode because he is in the second half of player ratings. But it's great to see a junior uh, sign a long-term contract to stay at the club. He showed a lot in his first season um, and hoping that will go forward next year. I've heard some uh, little bit of rumours that he might be out to start next season with an injury so maybe watch that space yeah he's got a he had to have a surgery in his shoulder he uh mm. tore a shoulder oh now i'm gonna get the the, the rotator cuff that's yeah. what it's called um and he played a few matches with it torn and mm. he uh, did a good post on instagram on his story saying he'll do it again if he had to yeah but it, it might affect uh quite a bit at the start of next season so we'll see how that goes um Scotty, we've got some bit of unfortunate news again. Uh, this uh, this one's quite sad. Uh, Tui Katoa, who's had a staph infection, uh, on the I believe on the Gold Coast, uh, then find out he has a, a brain aneurysm and also a heart murmur while going to, uh, after going to the hospital. Um, so this infection was quite similar to Tim Brown's one when um, they potentially talked about amputating Tim Brown's leg at one stage. Um, so obviously, very serious. Bulldogs took that, you know, very seriously and got him straight to, you know, the best best place possible. And then finding out he's got a heart murmur. Uh, reading Denny Widler's uh, article in the Sydney Morning Herald on, I think, it was Sunday morning, um, basically stated that if Tuikatoa does get back to the professional level of rugby league or a high level of rugby league, he could be looking at a, a heart transplant in three to four years. That's yeah, probably... I know it's very early days, but. Incredibly sad story, and um, well, we wish him all the best. Um, but going forward, that could be two players in the top 30 for next year at the stage. Um, likely not, possibly not be there after the loser Raymond Patelamarinda last week as well. Touchwood that they could both come back and play a part, um, but it is a bit concerning there. We might have two more spots opening up shortly. Mm, uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch up on everyone who's. Affected by the news and Katoa family as well, uh, including his uh, brother Sione at the Sharks. Like, wish him all the best because um, I'm sure they're all impacted. Um, and hopefully, we get to see Tui playing in the Bulldogs next year. Hopefully, he gets a full recovery and he's back out and playing. Alrighty, let's get into the part two of the of our player ratings for the season, starting with Lachlan Lewis. Interesting. Um, do you want me to kick this one off? Go for it. Um, are we rating just on player performances on, as well, or on, are we rating on... Uh, on field only. On field only, okay. I might have to re-evaluate some of the star rating. Uh, Lachlan Lewis, uh, what, so he's 25 this year. Uh, he played the five appearances on the field. Yep. Oh, started in five and one on the interchange bench. Interesting, never thought, you know, Lachlan Lewis was ever going to be a half his big carry any impact off the interchange bench he's just never been that type of player uh at his best he's best at kicking um i thought he had a couple of really good games to be fair uh game against the roosters he had that really good first half uh he had a decent comeback against newcastle never had a 
consistent run, but I don't think he deserved it anyway in the sense of we already knew it pretty early on in the season that he wasn't going to be a part of the Bulldogs moving forward with the likes of Flanagan, Wakem, Burton coming next year, Avrilo. Um, so to give Lachlan Lewis out of five, I'd probably say he had his had his chances in games. I want to give him a 1.5 out of five. <laughs> I went with two. Um, made some big impact in the games that he did play in, but probably disappointed to only play the five games in the season that we had. I've took away 0.5 of the point because of the uh, Corey Walker stupidity incident. <laughs> um, but yeah, two two out of five is probably pretty fair given what he done on the field and um, and the missed opportunities going forward. I reckon. Mm. Mm. Interesting to see if he lands somewhere next year. Yeah, that's fair. Going into one of the rookies, Scotty, fella Kiko Manu played four games this year um, and departs the club. Unfortunately, I'm going to go with a one point five out of five. I'm going to give him a 2.5. Um, I think in the circumstances he played, like he played against Manly to make his debut. Not good when Tom Dvojevic was at the peak of his powers. Um, and then we had the the Bondi scandal where we we were kind of forced to play him. But he had such a good story. Um, I thought, you know, he did enough to maybe get a, you know, minimum wage contract again next year. Um, seemed, you know, likeable and stuff. But um, unfortunately... He's out, so I'm going to give him a 2.5 and wish him the best. Uh, yeah. I think he had some good moments with the ball. Very strong runner. Um, I think his defense needed a big improvement. Um, he's 24 now. So mm. that's that. He actually reminded me of like a a Tim Winatana um, yes, that's type player. Yes, that's Yeah, yeah. I just had another name um, in my mind as well, but... I've just had a text message and it's lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, Falikigumanu, you, you say his defense, I think that's a fair, um, you know, point you make. But he had that really good game against the Roosters, against uh, Josh Morris, where he, I think he didn't play the week after. And uh, Falikigumanu, he definitely knew Josh, he definitely was knocking into Josh Morris, um, you know, make, making some tackles. And he definitely made sure he knew. Uh, who he was at the end of that game, like going up against, you know, Bulldogs, le- an NRL legend, but also a Bulldogs legend. Falaki Kumano did not let that um, scare him, versing one of the greatest of all times. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next player, Jeremy Marshall King, eight games, uh, starting one off the bench, scored the one try this year. Uh, what did you rate him? This one's hard because when he played most of the time, I reckon there was about five really, really good games in that eight. Um but he didn't get to play all this, the whole season. He had very stop-start season. He got injured in the All-Star game earlier in the year and then injured and in returning. I want to give him a 2.5. Yep, I've got him for free. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. So, yeah, missed a lot of the season to injury, unfortunately, but made a pretty big impact when he was on the field. I think it was pretty clear that he was, um, in only eight games, he proved that he was the best hooker in the squad um, which is pretty fair to say, I reckon. Uh, next player on the list is Nick Meany. Yeah, he played 22, 22 games uh, this year, scoring uh, 10 tries. He even had a, an appearance at centre this year, which we were surprised by, but I thought he played really well at centre, and I think he played really well anywhere. But I felt like you know he, he was at his best when he was at, in the number one jersey. 
Um, I'm going to give Nick Manny a 3.5 out of 5. I thought, you know, he could, couldn't have done really too much more. Um, and, yeah, that was a good year for him. Unfortunately, departing. <laughs> I went with uh, 4 out of 5 for Nick Manny. I think he was clearly one of the top three players in our squad. Um, moved around from wing to fullback, uh, which always hurts. Um, hurts any player, but the uh, 10, tri- 10 tries for the year, uh, five goals for 50 points. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Nice and round. Nice and round. He um, scored the most tries for the year as well. Uh, I thought he really grew as a player this year. Um, one of our best attacking and defensive players, uh, whether it's catching a bomb or organising the defensive line, he did really well this year. And I think one of his big improvements um, this year um, it's probably something that I was pretty critical of uh, in previous years was his size and yep. um, him getting ragdolled a little bit through games uh, over the off-season. He really fixed that up and he was making significant uh post-contact meters, PCMs uh, this season. And I, I think he really put himself on the map as a as a fullback. Uh, unfortunately, was an NRL player. He won't get a chance to play fullback match next year um, with Pappenhausen down at Melbourne, but I'm sure he'll be in their starting lineup. Mm, interesting. The, um, up next, uh, Dylan Napa, another departing player. It feels like every second player we hit on is a departing player. Uh <laughs> Origin, you know, he's obviously he's played Origin. He's won a grand final. He's no, this is his was his third year at the Bulldogs. He played, he started in eight games and came off the bench in ten of those, uh, in ten games as well. So he's played the eighteen appearances. I want to give Dylan Harper a one. Um, he's from his standard stuff. Like I don't think um, he got a couple of good tries though this year um, <laughs> for a for a big boy. And but overall. He's not made the impact what the Bulldogs wanted at all, and I want to put his experience and his, you know, his price value into a consideration when it comes to rating him. So he didn't make the imp- he didn't make an impact, really make an impact or took a leading role in the pack at all. He's so much that he got demoted in the season into a bench player, and there was a few games where he costed us uh, by ill discipline. And he's meant to be a senior player. He's 28 years old, so I'm giving him a one yeah. out of five. I gave him a 1.5 out of five. Um, <laughs> You pretty much summed it up well. I also think that his season this year probably summed up his entire time mm. at the club, unfortunately. Um, I think we need... I think he was also a victim of the balance of our forward pack. Um, if you look at good clubs, they've got a variety of different type of forwards. We had quite a lot of the same type of forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think he was a victim of that overall as well. But I think uh, at the end of the year, he'll be sitting back looking... Pretty disappointed um, at the effort. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Off to Hickey Ogden. So, 12 games, two starting, 10 off the interchange bench. Uh, yeah, it's it's a hard one because, you know, he had a very in-out type of season. He played half the year. Um, I'll give you two out of five. I feel like he hasn't really kicked on as well as he could have as a player, uh, and that's why he's been yo-yoing in and out of um, the first great team this year. Um, another player, I feel like um, you could say a similar thing about that we did about Dylan Napa, that very he has a lot of same type of forwards around him, um, mm. which could also limit the impact that that, um, that he had himself as well. Um, so, yeah, and I, I think it's, as much as I like, uh, we'll get to him later, um, Runoff Tony. I think it's good that he's leaving. Um, 
to rebalance that pack. I think I've said that before. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you have. I remember apparently, he's off to the Roosters. Uh, hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't think. But um, that's the case. So, yeah, I went with two. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I reckon two. Uh, like Ogden, I think two things about Ogden. I've noticed uh, he does get a bit uh, tired and a bit sloppy towards the end of his stints. So um, something that he might need to work on in the offseason is just a, maybe a touch of fitness because he's such a big body. He's such a huge body and he's can be quite intimidating. And he does run hard. Um, when he's having a good game, and you don't want to take that away from him because that's probably his best thing is just running it hard and straight. Um, but I have noticed like a bit of defensive uh, mishaps when it comes towards the end of his stints, and um, I don't know if that's more maybe something where Trent Brown's got to look if Ogden's got to have a big future because he has not he's not on the departing list, but he's also not on the contracted list for the Bulldogs. So if Ogden is come, is staying at the at Bulldogs next year. Um, it's either working on fitness or are we going to impact his game time and make him like a shorter use prop where he plays like 20, 25 minutes all up and just have that real impact on to run it hard, run it straight um, type of thing, try to really lift the team up. That's something that they might need to discuss and moving yeah. forward. Uh, next player on the list is Jaden Ockenbaugh. It's an interesting one. <laughs> he only played the seven games uh, for five tries and the third highest try score of the whole Squad, with um, yep. But he also had a lot of lot of issues this year with his handling as well in in quite a few of the games that uh, definitely cost uh, the rest of the team. So because of that, I've actually balanced it out. You're going for two point five out of five. Uh, five tries in seven games is terrific. Um, and then uh, I think the last four games he scored one try in as well. Mm. So he's on a bit of a streak. Um, that's terrific, which wants, wants me to lead towards the 3.54s. But then, uh, as I said, a lot of handling, handling errors this year. Uh, he came back from his major injury straight into the NRL, low reserve grade. So that's a bit of a reason for it. Um, but it happened on the field, so we've got to put that into consideration. So I'm going 2.5. I want 100% agree with you, 2.5. Um, but also credit to Jaden Ockenbaugh. You know, he came back, like you said, came back from the injury. Was a bit quiet against South, but you know, coming back from ACL, uh, someone in his stage of his career probably would have rather come through the New South Wales Cup, um, get a couple of games, get some confidence under the belt. Um, then he had that really poor game against, uh, would have been against the Gold Coast Titans, where it just looked like he couldn't hold on to a ball. And then he had that game off, and then he, or he wasn't named, and then he played in place of Corey Allen, then really earned his spot in the side um, after replacing Corey Allen late in a in the game. So he, even though it was a very short season for Jaden Ockenbaugh, there was, um, you know, still some positives. Like he overcome some, um, you know, negative headlines going his way to, to have a, a decent impact in his last couple of games. So I'll give him a 2.5 as well. A pass point for me. Uh, next player on the list is Chris Patolo. He had this, just the six games off the bench, including a debut. Um, I actually gave him three out of five. Reason being, um, he made an impact on me, at least, as soon as he got onto the field in his debut. I definitely noticed that he was out there. Um, mm. And he's just a hard-running forward that made a dent in opposition defences a lot of the time. Um, and I, the other thing to, to say is that before this season, um, not many people knew his name. Uh, and to play six games and to hold his own in the top grade, I think it's definitely better than a, a 2.5 pass mark, so I've gone with three. Yeah, I'm going with 2.5, but, you know, I agree. Um, eligible for jersey flag. 
I had that season cut short, so I think people, yeah, you know, people can sometimes forget, like, you know, he started the season in the flag, and, mm. um, you know, obviously that season was cut short due to the pandemic, uh, the wave, the second wave or third wave of COVID or whatever in Australia, um, causing a halt to the New South Wales Rugby League competitions. Um, so he never got those consistent games or even tried to push on, like, massive game times in Jersey flag or even push for the, you know, the cup side. And then next minute he was playing top grade. And then, you know, he played when the, the Bondi uh, COVID cluster thing happened. And then he kind of, you know, kept himself in selection thing. He held his own. So, like, well done to the young the young man. So, yeah. Yep. And we'll do one more before having a quick little break. Aaron Shop. Oh. <laughs> you, you can tell I like him. Uh, yeah. 20 games. Sorry. 13 games for the 20-year-old. Free tries. Um, and then obviously 12 points. Um, I've given him a four out of five as well. I think he's up there in the top echelon of players uh, in the squad, uh, which is incredible given your your debut year. Runs the ball strong, looks like an attacking threat, seems to hold his own defensively as well. Um, definitely has all the makings to be a long-term um, NRL player at centre, but also to become a legend Mm, I I love Aaron Shop. Um, think you know everything you said. Hard runner. If he played with someone like Melbourne this year, just putting this out there, just because of our attack and all that, you know, in those thirteen games, he's probably ends up with thirteen, maybe even fifteen tries. Um, that's how like you know lethal he he is in my opinion. But I want to take you back when he played the New South Cup trial as well as playing then backing up for a chunk of the NRL. Um, I know we're not counting the trials, but we spoke about this with Bradley Dietz. Um, mm. Aaron Shop had a he played left center for the Mounties in the New South Cup trial. And um I just remember this and this is what caught my eye to him straight away and knew that he was gonna get top grade games this year. Um there was a poor pass from Lachlan North's foot right behind Shop. And the ball bounced and sprung around and he turned around on his twenty meter line and he picked the ball up. He had a player charging at him and I thought, Oh, this is not good. Like this, he's got a cop of he somehow he just kind of rolled out of that, kind of moved around, and then he saw a slight gap. And I was like, he he pinned his ears back and I was like, good on the guy. Like he, this young fella, he's found a gap and he's backing himself. That's what you got to do in trials. You know, you put yourself, get yourself noticed. And then he ran and then he ran up the field and the fullback and then he stepped the fullback and he just ran 80 meters off one of the, one of the worst passes I've ever seen. And he scored a try off 80 meters. He had no right to score. He should have been flattened on the ground. And he found a way against, you know, like these guys are men and, you know, Jersey flag, he's still eligible for Jersey flag. Did you give a score? Oh, yeah, I've said the same as you, four. Okay. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Up next is Ava Semenefengai, a uh, player who wasn't actually contracted uh, at the start of the season to our top 30, uh, then s- s- pretty much was, you know, with the, the I suppose, the Mounties, I guess, or the... Bulldogs was then signed to the top 30, played that uh, trial game, instantly wanted him signed, me personally. Um, just listening, one of the favorite things of me going to trial games is just listening to the players talk. And all I could hear was him the whole day when he was on the when he was actually on the field, when he was making tackles and pulling uh, players in and talking about, um, you know, taking him low and why he's got the ball and, uh, you know, talking about getting off the tackle and stuff. And even his talk in defense, like pushing players across. He's, you know, 30 years old, Won plenty of uh, things over in the Super League with Leeds Rhinos, uh, and also 
plenty I'd, of NRL games. I'd hate to see where we would end up if we didn't make that signing. Like we did have a great season to begin with, but um, he was definitely a bit of experience in that pack that we needed, and he had a really good impact uh, as soon as he came into the team. I'm glad that he's around again uh, for next year. I've given him three point five. Yeah, I gotta agree with the numbers again, three point five. But um, I just want to go back and highlight that game against Melbourne. I know we lost, but you can you can tell when he comes on the field. Okay, I feel like defense gets better. And the, the two of my favourite moments for Ava this year was that big shot he did in Melbourne where we were watching it from Stadium Australia. Uh, the good old days, you say. You know, you can go to the footy. But he, I can't remember who he hit, but he the ball just came just out of the hands. Do you remember that? Yep. And you could feel it. You felt the shot. You heard the noise. It echoed around Stadium Australia, and you felt it, and you heard it, and you're like, thank God I'm sitting, you know, in the grandstand and not, you know, trying to get not getting tackled from Ava and then also that moment where he saved the try by sliding in it uh, up in Queensland but it looked like he was trying to be a fullback and he slid and caught the ball there anyone back there he's a full effort player uh you know very well respected type of player and I 100% agree like imagine if he didn't sign we don't have that experience like someone like he can take a bit of pressure of Jacko uh he's been around and done a lot in the game of rugby league so I'm glad that you know he's Still with us next season. Absolutely. I played 16 games all up, so quite impressive given he wasn't contracted with us to begin the season. Next player, uh, love a departing player, Chris Smith. Five uh, starts and one off the bench for a try this year. Um, always seems to be a hard hard rating to give to Chris Smith because he's always injured. Unfortunately, we're there to see him be injured. Uh, in a mm. Mounties game earlier this year. That's so, correct. So I have given him a two out of five um, just because he would have been hoping to play a lot of games this year, really take an opportunity, and it just never really happened for injury for him, unfortunately. It's been the story of his career, the poor bugger. Like he's, mm. He played Penrith and Roosters, and he had those years where he played one game in like a sequence of three or four years before coming to Bulldogs, and he played two in a row. And... Does the most in his career, and the one thing like he's always been hampered by injuries, and it's not like he suffers the same injury. It seems to be all over, just unlucky. You know, they got an ankle, he had a hand injury at one stage at the Bulldogs earlier in his time. Yeah, I'll give him a two um, out of five. Just feel sorry for him more than anything, you know, and wish him all the best. Absolutely, uh, and then another player that's a little bit hard to sort of. Um nailed down as well for a rating is Joe Stimson. Mm. So he played uh, 11 games this year. Didn't get across the uh, the line, unfortunately. Um, but he's one of those, love one of those Melbourne players that have left Melbourne and haven't really fallen off a cliff a little bit, hasn't he, unfortunately? Yeah, it goes back to that injury against North Queensland last year when yeah. The COVID was the first thing where we didn't know what it, you know, we had one week we didn't know what really what it was, and so next week we couldn't go to football. Um, I still remember that that play he did where he did his shoulder, then he tried to stay on and try to run it off because he thought it was going to be a burner, then he missed a tackle and pretty much turned us into a 12 point deficit to North Queensland, and he tried to battle on. Tough player. He started the season playing in the Mounties trial at prop. Like starting prop, naturally back rower. So he played a bit of middle this year, played a bit of whatever, like whatever was needed for the Bulldogs. Like if you had to play middle, we play middle, play on the edge. Um, yeah, hard to rate. So well, did his job, I guess. So I'll give him a two out of five. 
Yeah, I gave him a 2.5 out of 5. Um, said it a million times, so it's hard to hard to sort of judge. Um, good good point about the injury because he, he had a couple of good touches early last year. Uh, interesting fact, the last game that the Bulldogs played against the West Tigers was his first win at the club. So 12 losses in a row for um, Joe Stimson and then the win in his 13th game. Unlucky for some but not for Joe Stinson. And this is an interesting fact before you go on. Like Chris Smith is 27. He's been around forever, but because he hasn't played many games, he doesn't feel like he's been around forever. Mm. And then you have Joe Stimson, who's feel like he's been around in Melbourne forever. Like he was the starting second row there for a, a long time or even the starting 17. And he's 25. Yeah. Well, he only ended up playing um, 51 games at Melbourne. He's only there for three seasons. So I feel like he's way... there for longer. It just yeah, felt like it was there. I feel like with that Melbourne system, when he sl- uh, came into the squad in 2017, he sort of just slipped into that system, did the role as good as anybody else, and then held his own position. Uh, mm. And then because he was so good straight away, it feels like he was, he's been around for a longer period of time than he actually is because he didn't have that improvement. We didn't see that improvement. He just came on and he was brilliant straight away. Oh, so with those sort of players in your mind, I feel like you think has actually been around a lot longer than um, than actually have been. Someone like Brad Fitlow, 17 years old, jumps on the scene and, like, brains it straight away. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, he would their age would swap between the two, the, yeah. those two. Just so Hopefully he can get back to his best going forward. Um, always liked him at Melbourne and was happy when he signed here, so definitely behind Joe Stimson. Moving on, I think it's another one of those players in that top echelon, which is no surprise... Um, for everybody who's player of the year on this podcast, Luke Thompson um, uh, started 14 games, one off the bench, scored three tries. He's uh, leg work. Uh, he's the point of difference of the attack. He's the leader in the attack, possible future captain. Um, and because of that, um, like I said, four out of five, he's up in that upper echelon of players. Mm, I'm even a four out of five as well, so we're agreeing a lot in this second uh edition of this uh, player review podcast, but uh, I'm going to be in four and I, I'm going to actually say he's lost 0.5 just due to his suspensions. Uh, like, and partly because, you know, he's so damn important to our team and having him sit on the sideline for a week or two, you know, he missed a lot. So he started the season suspended. Then he had a couple in the, at the end of the year. Um, something, one of them is pretty much bull crap, um, but you know what I mean? It's been done. So he's been suspended. Um, but yeah, point of difference. The game against Cronulla, I watched that. That was the only reason we had a, a comeback in that one. Um, player of the year, I don't think it's a shock. You look at some of the other fan pages over Instagram and uh, Twitter, and they pretty much agree that he was number one this year. Yeah, you can't really argue that. Do you want to take over with the next player? Yeah, so Renoff Atoni. Uh, de- another departing player, like you said earlier, it looks like he's going to the uh, Roosters, waiting for confirmation. Uh, unfortunately, well, he played the uh, 14 games, four on the uh, starting side, 10 off the interchange bench. Unfortunately, he had to depart a little bit earlier uh, as he was going back to the birth of his child. Um, mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, with all the, uh, you know, isolation period and stuff, it just wasn't worth him coming back. So, we had to, uh, unfortunately, see him leave a little bit earlier than, you know, I suppose you would have liked to. Um, but, yeah, uh, I 100% agree with what you said earlier. It feels like we've got so many similar players. He's quite similar to Ogden. These are Those two players absolutely killed New South Cup. 
level and just haven't really made NRL their own just yet. Um, where well, I think Atoni going to the Roosters, if that's confirmed, uh, it looks like to replace Isaac Liu. Um, I feel like that's a good move for everyone involved. I feel like that's somewhere where he can pick up his game and actually play with a different style of pack over there. And he would actually add stuff to the Roosters. So I think he's, he's got enough to add. It's just that the Bulldogs, like you said, we need to make room for our salary cap to make us look better, uh, for us to be a better side. But we also need to uh, get some different forwards in the side just to make us a better balance. So balance for everyone. So I'm giving it a two. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing that he struggled with was consistency. Um, he had some really good games and some really good moments. Uh but it wasn't consistent at the Bulldogs. Um, made errors at poor times. But I agree with you. Um, going to a club that's established like the Roosters could really see him sort of jump up um, up the ranks as far as front row forwards go within I, the NRL. Um, yep. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to break I reckon you can see this headline now, like similar to like Remus Smith headlines. You know, when Remus has gone to Melbourne and now we're seeing like, oh, look at him. He's playing finals. He wouldn't have thought of this last year when he was left, let go of the Bulldogs, you know, a year earlier of his, you know, contract expiring. And we both agreed at the time it was best for all parties. Like if Remus was going to go to the next level and, you know, um, it felt like he kept getting in trouble for headbutting Fijians at Bankwest Stadium. Just felt like there was a habit of Remus to doing something, or, you know, um, but like, you know, I'm glad for Remus to, you know, take that step. It feels like something that a Tony would go to the Roosters and become such like an important part of probably their bench at the Roosters if he gets that chance. And I could see the headlines being like, the Bulldogs let go a good one. And there'll be fans jumping on that where I just don't think he would have that same impact. Like, I don't think yeah, Remus uh, would have had that impact what he had this year. Then it wouldn't have been a good sign to keep him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, I also gave him a... Um... I gave him a two out of five. Mm, interesting. We're agreeing a lot. Let's uh, move <laughs> on to. Uh, oh, I was actually going to say uh, Josh Jackson, but it's actually Jackson Topini. So yeah. I just saw the. I just saw Jackson and thought Josh Jackson. Now, what about it to only the eight games this year? What? Which um, it's a little bit disappointed for him, isn't it? Got the one try. Um, I thought this was going to be his his real breakout year, as far as playing a lot of games and really putting himself on the wider NRL map. All Bulldogs fans know how good he is. Very versatile as well. Great second, or will be a great second rower. Jumping at uh, dummy half as well. I think he's really put, um, whenever we've asked him to do something, he's he's really stepped up. Um, so I gave him three out of five. Yeah, I have to agree with the three out of five. I wish he actually played some more games. Um, you know, uh, quite versatile. Played that first game. I remember the Good Friday. Like, you know, what a game to... You know, debut and then get told when Lachlan's got knocked out in the first handful of minutes and played majority of the game at hooker. We saw Katoa, so that was... Pro- I couldn't imagine that was the plan. I mean, uh, he probably would have played a, ha- a bit of hooker in that game, um, but not the plan. But yeah, he's quite versatile. He even uh, played this year for the uh, Mary All-Stars and performed quite well on off the interchange bench, um, running on the edge. Um, we'd like to see him more in the second row because uh, I feel like that's his best position. But... Um, yeah, definitely. What is. about his first try though, eh? Off a kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. That's... You always you always remember your first try. Um in the NRL, but um especially when it comes like that. <laughs> you always remember those type of tries, those crazy ones. Everyone will talk about the first try and one of the craziest ones or the best efforts, and that is crazy. Just bouncing, just chasing, doing his job, and the next bit ends up with the ball in his hands and he's over the try line. 
Well, we know he's not lying in the future when he tells us that he ran 50 metres for his first try. <laughs> Might not have been the way that you um, <laughs> imagine it would have been, but um, that's the truth. Oh, he's yeah. But I also got to add just to Jackson. What a humble guy. Um, he's just a very likable character, isn't he? Yep. And a good role model. Absolutely. Next player on the list, Sioni Katoa. Not to his brother, the other one. 12 games. <laughs> <laughs> started the 12 games and played four off the bench. I'll tell you what, I've overall, I was a massive fan of him when he signed with the club and what he'd done on the international stage with Tonga. But I think he's let himself down with his performances overall at the club, um, especially this year in particular. I think he had mm. a really poor season by his standards. Um he just didn't really have the impact that we know that he could have had. At times, he looked a little bit um, unfit, I guess, or a little bit yeah, he did look chunky, over, didn't he? overweight um, than he was playing at previously. So I don't know if that came into it. His kicking game definitely improved. Um, mm. and I haven't seen him kick so well ever before this year. So he had a couple of nice touches with the boot. Um, but, yeah, another departing player. and It's not one that you can really argue that we should have kept, unfortunately. <laughs> Mm, yeah. What's the, what's the rating? Uh, let me check. <laughs> Sorry, well, I, I gave a one point five out of five. For, well, I'm gonna um, agree. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. Like, I think his best games was when he actually played five eight against South this year, where he like the, he got shifted to five eight, and he did a repeat set from like sixty meters out. Like he just booted it into the corner and just sat there. I remember Latrell Mitchell watching that, just going off you go into the like touch and goal for me, please, and it just sat there. It was complete control. Like, yeah, his kicking game is something that he could definitely work on. Uh, so, uh, reports suggest that he's going to the Super League and uh, going to with Will Hoppawadi again at St. Helens. We'll see if, if that one oh, gets confirmed. There you go. Interesting. Uh, well, up next, we've got a, a new recruit uh, for the Bulldogs this year, uh, one where I think some people scratch their head a little bit because of our back row, just not our back row, not against the player per se, but the mm. fact that we had multiple back rows. It's Corey Waddell. We already had Joe Stimson. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, those memes at the start where you're the guy's holding the girl's hand and the, they turns around looking at another girl and it says Bulldogs and back rowers. And like, yeah, the Bulldogs yeah. are the head guy. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious when Corey Waddell. Uh, I actually was quite a fan of Corey Waddell. Uh, I thought he played pretty good at Manly. I uh, thought, you know, we probably got him at the best time. Uh, yep. If he's consistent. Uh, but I think he had really, really good games. Like, again, the game against Cronulla where he played at lock and played a very, like, Josh Jackson-like lock game. Yeah. And he played some handfuls. But then he's had some things in between. Like, I don't think it's a great year for Corey. I think Corey was expecting more from himself. But like, that penalty against Ponga where he said his hands got stuck. Like, I feel like that was like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, like... And, and grabs, then Bossy was... Grabs Ponga by the headgear and my, my fingers got stuck inside it. Yeah, yeah you put him in there. <laughs> yeah, like, that was actually some of Bossy's best commentary. Like, yeah. uh, but I think that was kind of like, to me, that would be like his season. Like, you know, tried hard, but then sometimes undone by something either silly or you know, yeah. something not to be standard. So I'm going to give him a 1.5. I think I was a little bit more disappointed this year. But he's best, though. Like, he's definitely... Well, he got on the field 20 times, but I think you've summed it up pretty well. I've also given him a 1.5. Oh, my so God. It's getting a bit scary with these um <laughs> these ratings. All righty. Two players left. Brandon Waker. This will be an interesting one to um to see how we go with the ratings. Uh, played eight games this year. Didn't get across the whitewash. Um, I'm gonna, I'll start off, Scotty. I thought in the first half of the season, uh, in the opportunities that he had, 
in the first half of his season, we'll say, in the opportunities that he had, he was quite disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he finished the season really, really strong and stood up in a couple of different uh, games towards the end. Um, and really, his kicking game in the final round was good as well. So because of that, um, all being fair, I've given him 2.5 out of 5. Okay, good. We have a disagreement on one, finally, thank God. In the sense of numbers, not... <laughs> yeah. Um, I have to agree. Awake him, four tries, by the way, this year out of uh, his eight games and one coming off the uh, interchange bench, which is quite impressive, especially in our sense of attack. Um, I, I could be completely wrong, and I hope I am, but when I say this with uh, Awake him, it felt like at the start of the year, I don't know, he just looked like someone who didn't have too much urgency or care. Around the thing, then there was those stories that you know Brooks are going to move him on. He hasn't been put in the departed list. He's still got a contract for next year, so I'm not going to try to add like a rumor here. But there was those stories in why I think. Then he wasn't. There was a story that he didn't go up to, with Queensland, and you had Lachlan Norris who was already leaving over the top. Imagine being told that you know we'd rather have a departing player who's not yeah. a regular top grader in our squad than someone who's meant to be here next year. Like you know, it doesn't feel good. Um, I don't know if it was Master Pete's uh, master coaching from Trent Barrett. Like, if it was a foot up, you know, the backside, a bit of a clip across the ears and, like, hey, pull yep. your head. Like, if it was an attitude thing or if, you know, COVID played its part and wake him, you know, getting, a, you know, getting a bit older, getting towards his mid-20s. He's still young, still a young, uh, young man. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was a bit of age or a bit of thing. Because when he played the game against the Tigers, the West Tigers, and one of my favourite plays for him this year was when he dropped the ball. Then he kicked the drop out and got the ball back in a better position because it bounced into touch. And he yeah. took the, he put his hand up, he apologized, he grabbed the ball and was like, I'm kicking this one. Not Avrilo, I'm going to drop kick this one. And he made up for his mistake and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's, he's got so much potential. That game against the Eels as well, those try assists, he's got the potential to be a wonderful halfback. I think he does. Like a regular top grade halfback. Well, we'll see. It'd be interesting to see him going forward because I was going to say, I think you kind of touched on it a bit there something sort of clicked towards the back half. So mm. let's see going forward whether that, that thing that clicked uh, remains yeah. um, going forward <laughs> or if he falls back into some of the, the earlier type of season form. Mm. So what did you I, give him? I'm going to give him a two out of five. So it wasn't like Slightly a... different. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like I I've, I mean, I've been critical of sometimes of like Trent Barrett's some decisions with Kyle Flanagan and stuff, but it could have been like a Trent Barrett masterclass coaching decision. Uh you know, there's real good attitude yeah. aligners, or it could have been a Phil Gould phone call. Who knows? But whoever like was a part of that, or it could have been Wakeham, you know, having this COVID period and going, oh, it sucks not being a part of football, and just got back in there and, you know, been in. Or it could be all three of them. I don't know. But, you know, well done to the way he came back. Was, I thought he played really well in the, that back chunk of the year. All right. There's only one player left. Yeah. So it's, I want to go off the Steve Allen pronunciation of Dallin Watanese Lesniak. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, nine games for the Bulldogs, five tries. Quite a strike rate. Uh, you know, he played fullback uh, for us and um, strong returns. Never won for the Bulldogs. Never part of a winning side. So uh, it's, he'll be a little bit disappointed in that. And disappointed in the way it ended at the Bulldogs, uh, leaving a bit early. I think it's more salary cap management more than Dallin. And, um, but I can only judge him for what he did for the Bulldogs this season. And I think a three out of five to me, sounds fair. Like, he ran hard, plays hard, plays aggressive. There was those silly passes against Penrith where he popped it up to no one, uh, popped up to Moses Leota. 
uh, you know, fellow manager, or, you know, Penrith uh, Junior, sorry, I should say, um, <laughs> you know, popped it up to him. So, yeah, there was some of those Dallin moments, but you know deep down that he tried hard. You know every game that he, you know, puts your jersey on, he's putting 110% effort every time. Absolutely. Equal third, highest try scorer for the season, despite only playing the nine games. And I was sad to see him go. I was definitely sad to see him go, but at the same time, in saying that, um, kind of glad that he did because I've been really enjoying him playing for the Warriors. <laughs> it's been really good over there. Yeah, how good has he been with the Warriors? And how good is Marcelo Montoya? No, just a bit yeah. out there one, but he's been pretty good too. <laughs> Absolutely. Alrighty. Um, I gave him two out of five. Fair. So, it's hard to judge those ones, eh? Absolutely. Alrighty, Scotty. Let's throw to the social media's accounts and be farewell. Yeah, uh, so our Twitter's at NRL Bulldogs Fans. Um, Instagram is NRL Bulldogs underscore fans. Facebook's NRL Bulldogs Fans podcast. And we have a Gmail account, NRL Bulldogs dot fans at gmail.com. If you want a uh, perfect opportunity off the off season for the Bulldogs, I guess. So if there's anything you want to be heard in the show, you have an idea or you want to be a fan and focused episode or you want to contribute with an audio message or whatever it is in between or opinions or something that you want tweet us email us instagram us facebook us whatever it is you can get in touch with us and also tell us how we went with our player rating did you agree did you not agree i'm sure we disagreed on a couple um but was there some that we were harsh on or some were too generous on let us know